If you want to know what, I hope that explains North American missions as good as I can. There's more there, but I have got to tell you what God laid in my spirit, folks. Your pastor, I talked on him on the phone and he was telling me some of the good things God was doing. And I told him, thank you for the record offering. And he said, Brother Smith, would you come share it with our church? I'd love for them to hear it directly from you. And I said, I'd be honored to. He said, maybe we'll have you preach sometime. Let's, let's look at a date. Brother Robinson, I hung up the phone that day. And God began to drop a word in my spirit for this church as I was walking around that sanctuary of our church. I want to skip my scripture for the moment, can I? Can we just walk in the, you okay? I want to tell you what God showed me as I was walking around that sanctuary. God dropped the word overflow in my spirit. It was overflow. As I looked, I could see a well. And the well was so packed with people. They were all reaching into the well. There was no room. They were, they were people deep. I mean, it was, it was a mob around the well. And there was no, nobody else could get to the well. And then God dropped in my spirit. He said, this is what I want you to tell that church. There's so many at the well and we're so consumed on what the revival that's happening inside the walls that they forgot about the woman that couldn't come when nobody else was there. There's a woman. He said, I must needs go through Samaria because she can't go when everybody else goes. She, she's the outcast. They all know her there. They, they know who she is. Come to tell you, Star City Church, we're in a generation today that's a very self-consuming generation. We, we enjoy good church and thank the Lord we had a great rally and I, I want to stand up, bro. I want I know it's like Mutton Jeff, but it's all right. I'm the shortest in the room. He's the tallest in the room. You better thank God for men of God that'll show up at a youth rally. And I watched him laying hands on young people. I watched him praying people through to the Holy Ghost. I watched tears streaming down his face. You know what he was doing? He wasn't keeping it just at the well. He was branching it out to a whole mission area and reaching out to some people that don't have this kind of atmosphere on Sunday night at their church. And it might be three or four or five or six trying to have church. And he says, you know what? Well, we got the atmosphere. Come to the well. Come to the well. We'll give you something to drink. There's room for you at the well. You see, the fact is, folks, in such a consuming society, we are drunken on blessing. 
We are so accustomed to great church and powerful moves of God and choirs and we can, we can move and groove. And you know what? You, you found a preacher that'll shout every step with you and he'll worship with you. He'll pray with you uh, and your pastor will too. Uh, but you know what? Uh, thus coming together and joining together and worshiping in this house uh, is only uh, just the, the cream of the crop. Uh, this is only the blessed side of going to the sanctuary. Uh, there's a world outside those walls. Uh, as I drove in and I seen cars parked over there in the grass and there was cars starting to push their way into the sanctuary and I bet your parking lot's pretty full if we looked out there right now. Take a look around the sanctuary today, folks. And if you don't think there's somebody driving by this road saying, man, I wish I knew what was going on in there. That's them Pentecostals. I, I'm a little nervous about going in there. There's somebody in there that knows my family. They know I drink all the time. They, they know who I am. They know where I've been and what I've done, folks. Let me be real with you. And they watch as you walk in holding them babies' hands. Smile on your face and the kids are excited about going to church. And I can guarantee you uh, there's been more than one service. Uh, tears start streaming down their face. Uh, and they say, I wish I could go to that well. Uh, I wish I could go in there and enjoy. Uh, I wish my kids could have that kind of joy. Uh, you know what? I wish my marriage looked like that. Uh, come on, folks. Uh, you go to work with them. Uh, you go to school with them. Uh, they're everywhere. Uh, I wish uh, there could be a, just one drop uh, of the well water you tapped into uh, that can roll off of you uh, and drip into a hungry part soil uh, that's God's creation uh, that the life has been sucked out of them you see I'm reminded of a woman and I know both these are common stories I don't need to come in and all you with scripture. You got a preacher that does it every Sunday. I'm just coming to reach for your heart today. And that woman was pushing her way through the mob. They had completely surrounded Jesus once again. They wanted their blessing. Most of them were whole. Most of them had two feet. They didn't have an issue. Their issues had already been fixed. They were there just for worship. But I wonder... How different the story wouldn't have been, would have been if somebody would have stopped and said, do you not see the woman trying to get to the well? Uh, let's make room. Uh, but somehow uh, there was a desperation enough uh, that she crawled. Uh, come on, somebody. Uh, she crawled uh, on her belly. Uh, she was getting stepped on. Uh, she was getting pushed aside. Uh, she had an issue in her life uh, and she wasn't content to dwell with the issue. And she said, I don't care if I've got to crawl shame on us in New Beginnings Family Fellowship. If we're so excited about having church that they got to crawl underneath all of our good music and all of our holy living and all of our blessed finances and all of our fancy cars that we didn't deserve and we didn't used to drive, but we've been drinking from the well and she can't get through the mass and find an altar and say, I just wish I could have a drink from that well. You say, preacher, 
What are you trying to tell us tonight? I'm trying to tell us tonight. There is a place that God wants to take you that's different than what you've seen ever in the past at Star City Church. Come on, folks. Your pastor has been preaching it. You don't get like this without preaching it. You get what you preach. People are getting the Holy Ghost. People are getting baptized. Finances are doing good. You got visions of building programs. And if you ain't, you better get one fast because you are out of room. You need, you need expansion. You've got to do something. And I'll promise you, let me just tell you one thing. If you worry about the people that can't get to the well and make sure they can get there, I promise you, God will make sure there's a well that they can draw from. I promise you, you don't have to worry. If this preacher can do a 20,000 remodel on $2,500. I tell you, two million ain't a problem. I can promise Star City Church, you keep giving to church mission planters and church planners and you keep putting them first. God will put you first. I promise you, you'll probably pay cash for a building. Or we can go back to business as normal and go on campaign finances and hope we have enough and borrow the money to do it. It's our choice. I think, I, I think I'll make room at the well. How about you? I think I'll make room at the well. I, 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 think, I think I will allow something to overflow. Uh, this, is, this is the important thing you've got to understand. The Bible says the Holy Ghost is like a river of what? living water flowing what out come on we need to turn the church around folks we need to turn the church around i'm not saying what we're doing here on sunday night's not important but once again this is the sunday topping of what happens monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday you know what i'm talking about a dinner with a sinner i'm talking about reaching down to somebody that couldn't help themselves and you're saying let's go get a cup of coffee and talk about your financial problems and see if we can help you out. Come on now. I remember the night he walked in. He'd OD'd twice. It was somebody who worked at the prosecutor's office said, if you can just get to that church, they could probably help you. Thank the Lord for public officials that believe in the church. You need it, folks. You got it. I know you do. I know him too well to not know he's got it. I know he's got it. Fact is, he showed up on Wednesday night. He was still shaky, physically fit, smart young man, union, union guy. Somehow there was something that was getting a hold of him. If you think soul winning is easy, you got another thing coming. It's messy, folks. It's hard work and it's going to make you uncomfortable. Uh-huh. But is there room at the well? That's, that's all. Is there, is there room at the well? If you want to overflow, you got to make room at the well. 
second service on Monday after that. Went in for his test and they put him in jail. Failed his test. I thought, what are you doing, God? What are you doing, God? He just started coming to church. Now you put him back in jail and he can't come to church. We don't have a jail. They won't let us have a jail service down there yet. What am I going to do? So you know what? I put my suit on. I scheduled the time on Sunday at 10 o'clock. I said, they may not let me have church with everybody. (laughs) But me and that man can have church. And for five Sundays, I suited up and I went down to church and I watched him. He says, I don't understand it. I was clean. I I promise you, pastor, I didn't do anything. And here I am stuck in this place. I'm just angry with them and I'm angry with God. I said, hold on just a second. Maybe God just hit a pause button in your life long enough to get your attention. And you know what? He got out of that jail. He hardly misses a Sunday. We baptized him in Jesus' name. We baptized his future wife in Jesus name come on now I'm talking about a God that masters in the messy he knows he knows about the messes he's got a big mop I promise you messes don't scare our God folks he specializes in broken puzzles because he makes the pieces half our church is broken homes they go to one mom and dad on one weekend and through the week with somebody else. But if you make room at the well and they get a drink, you'll watch peace come over those kids. That same couple, she texted my wife a few weeks ago. She says, I'm driving by the church with the kids. It was a Monday or a Tuesday. I don't remember what day it was. She said, and the kids are looking out the window when we pass the church and said, Mommy, do we get to go to the air today? They know where the well's at. There was enough overflow that reached out and it dripped off a... Come on, somebody. I need somebody just to realize you need to take something home with you. Uh, You need to realize uh, there's a lost and hungry and a a hurting world out there. uh, And if we uh, don't don't turn around uh, and allow somebody, uh, think about this. Uh, We were not made to be buckets with lids, folks. We go up and we get a drink and we get just enough to fill ourselves and we say, man, that was good. Didn't we have good church tonight? That was powerful. Brother Robinson preached. I never heard anybody preach like that. But did you go home and share the message with a friend? Did you? Did you take that YouTube and send it to somebody and say, you ain't going to believe how my pastor can preach? Come on, folks. All of you ministers that are in here, uh, I served under a vision-minded man. uh, And we took a church from 26 people uh, until eventually I'd bounced my way through every single part of that church uh, building his vision. Uh, And you know what? Uh, We finally surpassed on the biggest Sunday we had. uh, And I was uh, uh, not even in ministry as far as preaching, preaching, or pastoring yet. Uh, I was teaching Bible studies uh, four or five a week at a time, uh, just 
pouring into people. We were baptizing them in Jesus' name. And you know what? We reached 360 people on a Sunday in a town of 2,500 people. You know how we got there, ministers? We caught his vision and we built it for him and we built the walls and we mended the gates and we made sure the sheep were taken care of to build the vision of the pastor. And you know what? You'll get there that way. And now I get to enjoy. I remember what it was. I was pastoring that church. We had this on Sunday night. I remember preaching that church on a Sunday night and I poured my guts out. I had one gentleman I'd taught a Bible study to. We had him over for dinner. He was, he was a Trinitarian to the core. I couldn't break him. I couldn't get him to see the revelation, Brother Robinson. I mean, I loved him. I would prayed for him. In the middle of a Sunday night, as I was preaching my guts out, he ran to the altar that Sunday night and that Sunday night live. And he grabbed me by the ankles right here. And he's a 70-some-year-old man. He grabbed me by the ankles. And he said, Preacher, would you baptize me in Jesus' name? five got the Holy Ghost we didn't baptize him we baptized four or five more uh, and the Holy Ghost poured out and shortly after I was driving through the city of Winnemac Indiana and I was working there and I began to feel a tug that I'd never felt before I taught almost everybody in that former church a Bible study. I taught them all the discipleship class. They were my babies. I felt the tug of God pulling me and pulling me and pulling me. And I begin, think about it, folks. When God starts knocking on your door, I couldn't sleep at night. I drive up and down the streets, tears streaming down my face. Man, this place needs a church. I wish I could find somebody to come plant a church here. We got such a good church. We're having revival and there's nobody to come to this city. And then God spoke to me. He says, no, there's not. Tell me about it. So who are you? This young boy had to walk into the bishop of his church. My dad looked at me. He said, Brent, what in the world are you thinking? He said, why in the world you won't go to that city? He said, that's where preachers go to die. They tried that. It didn't work. I said, it's not me, dad. It's God. And I can't get away from it. He's, there's something. Somebody's got to do something. I said, we've got five churches within 20 minutes of us. In 45 minutes, there's not one in the whole county, Dad. We've got to do something. And I started planning. And I started fundraising. And I started trying to convince that beautiful bride of mine that I had the mind of God and the will of God. And we started doing date nights at a cheap Chinese restaurant in a little town that nobody else would eat at. And you know what? Today, there's a thriving church. We've got a building fixing to buy the other half of the building. 
thing. We're baptizing a couple this week. We're breaking 50 right now. God's doing some amazing things. The first man I baptized was the town drunk. Come on, I could tell you stories like this all night, but that's my city. That's not your city. You've got a city. There's West Lafayette. There's suburbs all the way around you. My question for you is, is there any overflow? Is there any overflow? Come on, mama. When was the last time you stopped in the church in the middle of the day? On your way home with those kids from school. And those kids say, we want to go to McDonald's. We want to go here. We want to go there. You said, no, uh, we got to stop by the well. Uh, we we, 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 we got to have enough to make sure it can flow from us uh, to somebody else. Uh, and you bring those babies around an altar. Uh, and you teach them what it is uh, to let somebody else come to the well. Uh, and you make sure you got enough, not just from Sunday night. Uh, but you tap in uh, Monday, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday. Why? Uh, you need enough filled up uh, that it's flowing out uh, like a river of living water. It's water that can give life to a parched dry soil. Let's all stand. I got to come to a close. Star City Church, hear me very clearly. God is calling you to another level. Your pastor is casting the vision. In Joel, it talked about that there was an overflow and it flowed out of the house of God. It flowed out of the house of God. I know this is unorthodox, but I need some folks to turn around and face a wall right here where you're standing. Not the altar. Face a wall. I don't care which one you face. You know what's on the other side of that wall? It's a blind man. Come on, it's somebody that knows somebody in this church and they're scared to walk through the door. We don't need church doors that close behind us. We need doors that swing wide open. I wish you could stretch your hand towards every corner of this city right and under and the power of the authority of the Holy Ghost right now. I lose things in the spirit to flow out of this church. Let revival pour from the pores of every person that's represented in this house right now. I pray that there will be healings. There will be miracles. There would be gifts of the spirit that aren't just operational in the church, but the church, as they leave these walls, it is touching every square corner of this city and she come on